everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor and Raheel, you got a haircut. I did get a haircut. And you know what? I felt really confident about it when I got it, but I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. Mirror. In the camera right now. And uh, I don't love it. Mm. Why? It's too short. I can't ever figure out. I have a weird head, man. <laughs> Is it the cheeks? Is it the cheeks? It's the, the cheeks. And they don't go away. No, 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 no. They're doing all this Listen, working out for fucking Listen, five there years. Are people, there are people who are in- injecting <laughs> things into their face to have our family's cheeks. These stupid cheeks? These stupid cheeks. You know what? Know. The cheeks keep you looking young. That's probably true. So it as is I've... true. It's not, probably... it's not probably true. It's very true. I think if I lose some more weight, I'll no. be more definition in there. Well, you know what they're doing now. Do What's you have that? you heard about this? It's buccal or buccal fat removal. What's buccal? Okay, so it's this little guy. It's like the area. It's the hollows of your cheek, right? Okay. So our family, no hollows. No hollows. <laughs> no hollows. Just... <laughs> no hollows, Shamim. No hollows, Shamim, over here. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? I don't think anybody on the podcast knows my last name. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Next up next after the break, my social security number. Anyway, (laughs) no hollows in our face. But what the the um, the influencers and the celebs are doing is they're going and getting that entire part removed from the inside of their cheek to create the hollow effect, which is stupid because it's also like young people that are doing it. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. You're going to look so old by the yeah. time you're in your 30s. It definitely ages you up, right? Yeah. But for you and your advanced age, perhaps that's a procedure you can look into. No. Why would I want to look into that if it's going to keep me looking younger? Cherubic. Well, because well, you want... <laughs> <laughs> you know what um, I put out the other day? And I think it's because I was watching The Sopranos and uh-huh. Johnny Sack is talking about Jenny. Uh-huh. Is that I have, after all this working out and all this other stuff, like mm-hmm. I have a strong, a pretty strong base now, right? Uh-huh. But the outer layer of fat is, it's very, very tough to get rid of. And I've been mm-hmm. working on it. Mm-hmm. So there's still an outer layer of fat. Um, so my body, uh, mm-hmm. for the listeners that would like to imagine this, is what they describe as Rubenesque. So I am the ideal feminine <laughs> body of like those like um, Renaissance paintings. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Okay. I don't, I don't know why I put that out there. <laughs> All right. Well, people are very curious. I think people have tried to Google you. They shouldn't. Oh, they shouldn't. Uh, um, and <laughs> they've been looking. People have clamored. They're like, you know, Raheel sounds attractive. Nope. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, if you can imagine a cherubic face on a Rubenesque woman, that's my brother. Anyway, uh, here's the thing. Oh, who would, what, what? oh yeah. No, <laughs> Listen, I don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, okay, first of all, I want to just say a couple of things to you. Number one, you don't need to lose any more weight, okay? Mm-hmm. You're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number two, maybe look into the buccal fat removal. <laughs> number, number three. No, I'm just saying because because previously the other option people were doing were they were doing cheek filler on the top, like under their eye. Yeah. So then that way it the contrast made their, you know, the hollows hollow a little bit more. But now they're just hollowing out their faces. 
Yeah, the, the cheek fillers are what make you, what give you like that cat face, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, cat exactly. Face. So they don't want that anymore. Yeah, right? which is stupid because they're getting the hollows of their cheeks hollowed, and then in a couple of years they're gonna need the filler to re up on yeah. all the stuff that they took out. Anyway, so maybe look into that, um, because you don't need it anymore. Okay. <laughs> what? Do we, yeah. What's the point? How many what's more years we got here? Yeah. Five, exactly. six at the most. Yeah. And uh, lastly, um, what were we talking about? Rubenesque, cherub face. Um, you are not fat. You know, lost my train of thought. All right. All right. But, oh, yes. Okay. And then for anybody who's curious about what my brother looked like, I'm going to say maybe 65, 70 pounds ago, George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say not that much. You know what it was? You you and I, unfortunately, when we were uh, in middle school into high school, we looked aged. We looked like old people. But we really? were, yeah, I mean, if you look at our pictures, we look like un- uncles and aunties because, number one, we did not have any um, control over the clothing that we wore. Our yeah. parents would just hand us clothes and we'd be like, all right, and we just put them on. And our parents didn't know how to dress our uh, chubby little bodies. And so we dressed like um, elderly people. Like we we dressed like people in the 90s as like you were like, what, 15. I was 13. They didn't make clothing for husky kids. So our options were to shop in the Mr. and Mrs. sections of stores. And I used to look my my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Was working professional on Casual Friday, <laughs> <laughs> and mine was just straight up an auntie, straight up auntie. Because I also wore hijab during those years, so yeah. it was just a mess. I had a mustache; it was a whole thing. But I feel like back then, because you were even more cherubic, yeah. and you had an even softer face, no yeah. facial hair, no, and your glasses, George mm-hmm. Santos. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. Um, I see a lot of George Santos and it's upsetting me. And I was hoping that son of a bitch would go away, but he seems to be sticking around. So every time I see a picture of him, I'm just like, oh, God, George Santos, his face looks like he is has a different face. And every morning he goes into a really, really good FX um, makeup person's room and then they put a face on him. He looks like an actor. Who has like well who is it? Like uh Christian Bale did that, I mm-hmm. think, right? As Dick Cheney? Yes. Right? It's like it looks like that. That's what George Sant- I like under George Santos's face is a different face. Yeah, is what I feel like. He's one of the lizard people. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Anyway, your haircut's great. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. I have to say that. It's the least I can do since I'm not a San Francisco 49ers fan. Ooh, Let's talk you... about sports yeah, at the buddy. top of this episode. <laughs> um, so the 49ers won this weekend. They've continued yes, they on in the yes. playoffs. Uh-huh. Also, unfortunately, the Giants won. And oh, now they're going to be, be going up against the Eagles next week. Yep. I have already told my husband. I said, listen, I'm pretty sure the Giants are going to win. No. Why would you say that? I just feel like it. So <clears throat> I fear for you. Mm-hmm. For your uh, <laughs> mental health, um, because yeah, the Giants uh, are the Giants are kind of a Cinderella story. They are not nearly as talented as the Eagles, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they've made it this far is very impressive and their coach is very impressive and they're kind of a feel good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always root for the Giants because they're the local teams. I root for all the local teams just for mm-hmm. fun because I follow mm-hmm. a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The issue is mm-hmm. your husband is in these football groups with Giants fans and the mm-hmm. Giants fans and the Eagles fans are particularly vicious to each other. They're just yeah. mean. They're just mean yeah. people to each other, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of trash that's been talked this season, mm-hmm. but there really is like eight years of, tra- of trash talk that has been building up to this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on Saturday night. And God forbid if the Eagles lose, your husband. He said he'll never show his face in town again. That's what he said. He's so upset. He said, I'm never going to see those people again. I'm never going to go play football with them. I'm never going to go play basketball with them. I'll never see anybody from central New Jersey ever again. I'm I'm trying to think who who I'm rooting for. I'm probably rooting for the Eagles in that scenario. Because you Uh, care about your sister. Because I care about, well, I really care more about your husband more than I care (laughs) about you. (laughs) <laughs> um, he's a sweet sweetheart. And without your husband, I would be rooting for the Giants, I think. I think um, without my husband, we would all be rooting for the Giants. That's true. I real do you I don't know if you know this about me, but when I was growing up, like when we moved to America, we lived in Pennsylvania, right? And immediately after we moved there, I said, "Man, I was 10 years old. I didn't know anything about the world, but what mm-hmm. I did know was that Philadelphia Eagles fans are the fucking worst." I was like, they suck. Like, they just seem like dicks. Like, immediately as a 10-year-old. Like, and you would think that I would move to America and I'd be like, oh, okay, this is a local team. I get it. But I was like, this seems like it's too much. And that continued on literally up until I decided to start dating my husband. I was like, man, they seem terrible. Eagles fans are miserable. Yeah. So, you know, that's the persona of the Eagles fans because they like rooted for Michael Irvin when he got injured. Like it was his career ending injury in Philadelphia. And they were rooting. They were like cheering while he was being guarded off, uh, but like not in a good way. Um, And then they threw snowballs at Santa at one of the games. And they're just (laughs) terrible people. Right. Um, So that's the persona of the Eagles, the, the Eagles fans. That's what everyone agrees. Your husband has been on this tour, this campaign. Of like revisionist history, talking about how Eagles fans aren't really that bad, and every team's fans are pretty <laughs> bad, and the Eagles just get they get a bum rap. So we have to deal with that. He's he's done it enough uh, that I actually look for it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's right, but if he's not right. He's Eagles not fans right. are terrible people. They're dicks. I feel like also Patriots fans seem like terrible people. Like I feel like Boston sports fans are motherfuckers. <laughs> I will never. Uh, root for well actually I, I rooted for the Celtics and I still like I like the Celtics right now um, but mm-hmm. it's kind of different and you know I think there's like a like a racial component to it because mm-hmm. most basketball players are black um, and um, but like I will never root for a Boston team after the 2004 World Series mm-hmm. or the 2004 ALCS when uh, the Red Sox came back I hate the Red Sox a lot yeah um, well you love and- the Capitan Exactly. And as an extension, I hate the Patriots fans and mm-hmm. I hate the Patriots. Um, but now with Brady gone, it made it a little bit easier. And plus mm-hmm. the Patriots aren't really that good anymore. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, out of the teams that I hate, hate uh, in the NFL, number one is the Cowboys because yeah, of course, nobody the likes the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. that's immediately. 
Yeah. That's a bad it's, team. My kids don't know anything about sports, but what they do know that, that is that the Cowboys are bad guys. The Cowboys like, are they, always they, bad They guys. don't know anything about sports. And last last week I told them, I said, you know what? The owner of the Cowboys, remember Ruby Bridgers? Bridges? She wanted to just go to school with white people, right? The owner of the Cowboys. He was one of the white people that did not want black people going to school. He was like, what? I was like, I don't know if that's true. But Father's like, it is true. We hate them. I mean, Jerry Jones was 14 in that picture. And (laughs) you can only blame a 14-year-old for so much. Mm, I still blame him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like he's turned into a great guy after the fact, right? I mean, he's still a dick. Um, yeah. So it's 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 okay. Uh, I think it's justified to hate the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, and then in the and then everyone else, all the other teams that are still kind of in it, I'm okay with. Yeah. Maybe the Bills. I don't. You know, the thing about the Bills is with the Demar Hamlin stuff. Yeah. That's the only thing that's kind of making me root for them because mm-hmm. you know that'd be a great story. But overall, I don't love the Bills. Mm. Um, so I'm okay with the Bills. It's okay. I mean, we have a lot of uh, people in our life. Yeah, uh, we have Bills fans in our. We family. have Bills fans, yeah, and they've suffered a lot. But they've there's something. A lot. They've been. They're just a little bit too arrogant for my liking. Uh, considering they've never fucking won anything, like they are <laughs> famously losers. Well, like, that's that the is... thing with the Eagles fans. Is like you are so arrogant and you never win. Except yeah. now they did win, right? They so did now win, it's like yeah. now it's like fine. And you know, now that they have won a Super Bowl, there's like a class to being an Eagles. Yeah. Like, no, we're so we're classy people. We didn't we didn't throw snowballs at Santa. Yeah, this champagne and that Wawa coffee cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um now I did last, you know, last week you Last week and over the weeks, you have yelled at me about not being loyal to our uh, familia by not rooting for the 49ers, right? I'm not loyal to blood. And I did talk to my husband about it. I said, Raheel is upset because he thinks that I should be rooting for the 49ers and not the Eagles because, you know, blood, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and plus, I mean, this marriage is really just a fleeting affair, if we're being honest. (laughs) Well, you know what he said? What? He said... It's fine if you want to like the 49ers. It's not even like you took my last name. Oh! You never took his last name officially? No. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. maybe that's something you guys should talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, that's true. <laughs> um, He's like, you're neither here nor there. That's it. Whatever. Whatever you want to like. I don't care. I was like, wow, okay. Well, wow. it's got dark. So anyway, um, my point is that I'm just glad that there are two teams for me to root for mm-hmm. uh, currently. Um, you know, I was surprised about the Vikings losing yesterday. No, they were frauds. Um, they were frauds oh. all along. Everyone, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, everyone knew the Vikings were fucking frauds. Um, I was excited to watch that Jagu- Jaguars and uh, Chargers game. That was really fun. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you uh, do you know about the Jaguars owner? owner? Oh yeah, of course, of course, Shad Khan. Yeah, our boy, Shad the Khan. only, the, the the only, the only Pakistan, only South Asian owner, right? Is there an Indian yeah. owner of the NFL? No, no, the only the one, only South one. Asian, yeah. Pakistani. So you know, this week uh, for MLK, last week uh, we our our elementary school that my kids go to did did this thing with the kids who talked about culture and the importance of where you come from and diversity and all these things, right? So on Friday, they had parents volunteer to come and talk to the students in their kids' classes about their culture. So Mm -hmm. I did a presentation about Pakistan and South Asia for my kids. 
in kindergarten and in third grade. It was really mm-hmm. fun. And then I did like in the slides, there's like one page of like famous South Asians, right? So I had like people, I had some Pakistanis, obviously. I had like Malala, yeah. I had Riz Ahmed, right? And I threw Hassan Minaj up there. I threw, you know, the vice president up there. And Fahad looked at the PowerPoint later and he was like, why not Shah Khan? And I was like, he's terrifying. That is not a face that I would put on a slide for kids in elementary school because they'd be like, are you sure that that's somebody we should be proud of? He has the most villainous mustache I have ever seen in my life. He does. He does have a villainous mustache and he used to have long hair. Um, but he recently got a haircut and it actually looks like my haircut. Oh, so no. now, yeah. So now Uncle Shad is, uh, he's kind of fun. We like rooting for Uncle Shad. He um, has the mustache of a person who would tie the hero on train tracks, like tie somebody's family <laughs> on train tracks. <laughs> That's the face, that, the mustache that he has, you know? He would, yeah. So he has the mustache that would tie somebody to the train tracks and then not leave. He wants to watch the train go over the body. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And he would twirl his mustache while he's yeah. doing it. But I'm really proud of him because <laughs> I'm really happy for the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a crazy game. So, I like the Jaguars. Um, I'll root for them. I'll root for the Chiefs. I root yeah. for my boy, uh, touchdown Joey Burrow. Yeah, of course. Um, the 49ers are just, there's, uh, I don't know how to describe this team. I think I've previously uh, said I'm horny for this team. <laughs> um, and it's now just a full blown marriage, but like the type of marriage that you never tire of. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I love this team so much. I love the quarterback. Do you know about Brock Purdy? We've talked about Brock Purdy. Oh God, you talk about him every single week, Raheel. It's a and you know Brock what? Purdy this, party. This weekend when we were watching the stupid 49ers, uh, my husband was like, you want to know about Brock Purdy? And then he told me, I was like, I already know Raheel <laughs> tells me every week. He was the last guy. He was Mr. Irrelevant, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I already know this, Fahad. My husband loves, whenever we're watching any sports, he yeah. loves to tell me when somebody was drafted. As if I give a <laughs> shit. He's like, it's a big what? part of this story. Yeah, he's so important to me. To, when they were drafted, what team they grew up rooting for. Yeah. Like, next week, you know, the 49ers and uh, Bucks are going to play. And he was well, like, we don't know we, yet. Well, yeah. oh, they, they might, right? Yeah. If that ends up happening, is like, he's like, oh, you know, that could be Brady's last game. And that's a big deal. Because the 49ers says his hometown. I was like, Bob, I don't care. But he's so passionate about it. Bless his yeah. heart. So, yeah. So, the Cowboys and the Bucks are playing tonight. Right? So, the winner of that plays the 49ers. Um, it yeah. could be the Cowboys. If it's the Cowboys, it's whatever. Fuck I'm, those I'm not worried about the Cowboys. I look forward to destroying the Cowboys. Um, and if it's uh, the Bucks. Then that's going to be the storyline all week. It's going to be the whole Tom Brady thing again. And now Tom Brady has also thrown something else into the mix. So you know how it's supposed to be like his last year. Oh God! It's most likely not. I'm oh. going to say it's like 85 percent chance that it's not his last year. He's going to be playing. He's just not going to be on the Bucks next year. He's either going to be like in Miami, or the thing that came out this week is that he is looking to maybe talk to the 49ers in the off season. Wow. So, Touchdown Tommy could be on the 49ers. That's what they're kind of for me personally. I want I'm all in on Brock Purdy. I am okay. all in on the story. I'm all in on just his gameplay. He's just well, he's so good. He's well, it's a very Brock Purdy story is very similar to Touchdown Tommy's. It is. Um it is. Except Brock Purdy isn't as pretty as Tom Brady, I don't think. Even it's though a different his name is Purdy. Yeah. 
it's it's a different it's a different type of rooting. Like Brady, when he came out in that first year, um, when you know, I think he looks like somebody that would be a Super Bowl MVP. Brock Purdy doesn't look like that. But when he's on the field, you're like, how the fuck did this guy not get drafted until the last pick? Yeah. Like he is he's very good and he's the perfect quarterback for this offense. He's way better than Jimmy G for the offense. I don't know how Trey Lance is. So that's going to be the big question for the 49ers next year um, okay. is whether to go. I see how excited you are that I'm about to go into <laughs> all this detail. Whether to go back with Trey Lance because Trey Lance was a first rounder. Like he is supposed to be the future quarterback, right? Uh-huh. But he's he's injured. He's injured, right? And next year he should be fine. Like on paper, he should be the he should be the quarterback that that that's QB one at minicamp. But you can't deny what happened with Brock, Brock Purdy, and oh, he is a he's he's he makes like the perfect throws, and he's like athletic in a way that surprises me. He's got. I wish you'd stop. <laughs> There's different types of athleticism, no, right? So no, no, no. There's like big, said- strong athleticism. <laughs> and then there's something called wiggle. Do you know what wiggle is? <laughs> you can imagine the wiggle. So, like, Michael Jordan had a lot of wiggle, right? It's like body control. Brock Purdy made almost through a touchdown pass yesterday that Brandon Ayuk dropped in the corner of the end zone. That would have gone down as like one of the greatest plays <laughs> that I've ever seen live, um, and it all happened because of his wiggle. So I'm what? very excited I about that. It. Like agility? No, <laughs> agility <laughs> is different. What is agility? Agility is what bendy? Yeah, like a gymnast. Like yeah, your ability to like stretch and bend and you know turn your body. That's, That's what a, sounds like wiggles. Thanks, thank you for opening that door for me because it's different. Oh, um, God, no. So with a gymnast, you do. You need to be able to stretch and do all these other things, but you need to be balanced, right? So you need mm-hmm. to, you need to be as you, – you don't move around a lot. That mm-hmm. is what makes you like a great gymnast. Like the mm-hmm. form is supposed to be as straight mm-hmm. as possible. Wiggle is different. Wiggle is finding little spaces within like, you know, within the field to make a move. That's what made Michael Jordan amazing is that okay. he could get into little crevices that other people couldn't because his body was just different. He had amazing balance, and he had wiggle. Brock Purdy has wiggle. Now, he, does he have the most wiggle out of any quarterback? No, Lamar Jackson has the most wiggle. Of but, course, yes. Of course, as we know. But he has more wiggle than I had anticipated, and every time he does something that requires his wiggle, it turns me on. That's the only okay. thing I'll say. Wow. It All right. turns well. me on. All right, that's enough. I was just going to say one more thing about Tom Brady, which is that his whole shtick of like my last year, but actually not. It -hmm. reminds me of like whenever somebody says they're going to be off of social media and then they always Mm -hmm. post about it. This is my last post on Twitter because I don't like what Elon Musk is doing. And then like a week later, they're like retweeting stuff. You're like, what the fuck? I thought you were going to get off of Twitter. That's what uh, Tom Brady is doing. Tom Brady's the Chrissy Teigen of the NFL. (laughs) He (laughs) He is, exactly. Um, okay, let's move on. That's enough sports for now. Uh, no. Yes. So, okay, oh, so all, all I'm going to say is next week, if the Eagles win and the okay. 49ers win. I know. That's, you know. You know what that's leading up to. I do know. Now, your husband wants to go to the game. No. I don't. I can't. Okay. I'm going to be okay. home. Okay. Right? 
Is that something that you'd want for him? Yeah, of course. Would you want to send him to the game? I don't know. Yeah, I probably will. I'm going to watch it by myself. Okay. I mean, listen, if I got two tickets, he would only want to go with you. I can't I can't do that. I know, but he would. You know that, right? I know. We have a great time together. I really yeah. like him. Yeah. He's a good guy. You should uh, yeah. stick around for a couple more years. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the... Uh, you want to talk about Golden Globes, or do you want to talk about how Gwen Stefani identifies as an Asian woman now? <laughs> <laughs> let's do Golden Globes, I think. Okay, fine. Did you enjoy them? No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> okay, what did you think Talk about everybody? What did you think about everybody getting on stage and fawning over Brad Pitt? And would you do the same if you were up there? Um, one second, I got a cough. Sorry about that. I've been thinking about this Brad Pitt thing um now because you forced my hand. I can't just <laughs> live in oblivion anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to deal with the fact that Brad Pitt probably is abusive on some level. I don't mm-hmm. know, the, I, you know, whatever level. So there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that bothers me is the free ride that he's gotten. Right? Mm. Like Brad Pitt still gets to be Brad Pitt, the icon, where other people don't get to be themselves anymore. Um, because of, like the stuff that is out there um, about Brad Pitt that is, you know, you can cancel a person for all of that stuff very easily. Yeah, like very easily. Sh- you, you know, it should he, he should be canceled. Really dated a fourteen year old when he was twenty three. Well, I didn't know about that. That's well, that you love that. No, first of all, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I am twenty and over. It okay. is. I have no issues with. All right, but fourteen. Come on. What am I, Carmelo? <laughs> Anyway, um, no, I think my issue with it is the stuff that's happening uh, with within his family, which yeah. again should be a private matter, but it mm-hmm. unfortunately it isn't because it's out in the news. Like, it's, and also they're two public funny. figures. Yeah, exactly. So I think that still bothers me. Does it stop me from watching a Brad Pitt movie? No. Mm-hmm. Um, does it stop you from watching a Brad Pitt movie? I haven't watched a Brad Pitt movie in a while. So, so let's. So uh, no, but let's say if a Brad Pitt movie is coming, let's say if like Ocean's Fourteen is coming out or something like yeah. that. Well, I love George Clooney. Yeah, I do so. too. I love George Clooney. I enjoy Matt Damon, and I love a heist movie. So I would watch Ocean's Fourteen. However, I do have to say that my my favorite character and also the person I identify with most is Brad Pitt in those movies because he's eating. He's number one, he's eating and he's like a mastermind. And I feel yeah. like he's, a, you know, I, I I like to think of myself as one, except I have more anxiety. I'm more like a Matt Damon in those movies. Anyway, um, has it stopped me from enjoying Brad Pitt? You know what? I think that I, I number one, I haven't watched a movie of his in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when I see like stuff online about like him on like red carpets and stuff, like trying to schmooze and like be relevant and stuff. I'm like, stop it, Brad. Knock it off, right? But and there's like, there's like this. I don't know. I feel like there is like a group of people, right, in like Hollywood, and maybe it's just because they've been in a couple of movies recently for like a while, and it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and Quentin Tarantino and Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and uh, Margot Robbie's in there, and like it's that like that 
Quentin Tarantino cluster of people that like is, is uh, minus Margot Robbie, where I'm like, I don't think these are good guys. Like, I don't think that these are good. Like, I I think that these are these are men that if they were if they didn't have the longevity and like the history and like the uh, the legacy in Hollywood that they do for like the last 30 years, that if they were trying to come up, we would be like the fuck off like you are bad people. You know what I mean? But I I think that because we have this like history with them, they're like maybe in like, I don't know, two generations, it's going to be like a Woody Allen situation where we just like other generations are just like, how could anybody fucking like these people? You know, and I think that our generation doesn't necessarily have that yet because we have all this like history with them. I think um, I think there's a difference between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in that situation. Sure. Okay. I think Leonardo DiCaprio. I understand what the issue is. We've talked about it many, many times. Here. I, <laughs> yes. I don't think it's an issue at all. Okay. I think it's you know he's he came up. He's he got famous. He got like he became the biggest celebrity in the world at like 21, right? And he's just yeah. been that for the last 25 years. Yeah. Right? And the 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 standards for celebrity and for men have changed drastically in those last 25 years right like what our expectation is of men so he grew up he like he came up in a in in a situation where you know it's you know as as much as we talk about Leonardo DiCaprio going after these young women right mm-hmm. All of these young women want to go after Leonardo DiCaprio All right. as well okay. right? because we're, we're we're not getting into that but okay sure because, but it's the same thing, right, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt came up, got super famous in his early 20s, and he has been consistently famous. He never yeah. dropped off our radar as an important or serious, like a a big A-list, A-lister. There yeah. are certain people who have remained on the A-list for a million years. And like Brad Pitt, when you – I mean – Shania Twain put him in a damn song. So like, you know, like he is a standard of what is considered like handsome or a try. And, and so I get like at the Golden Globes when everybody was like, oh, my God, like Brad Pitt, like, you know, just fawning over him and stuff. But I think that it's one of those things where like, I don't know. I feel like it was also like if I feel like if George Clooney was there, maybe people would be doing the same thing. too. Yeah. You know, those guys like Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Leonardo DiCaprio, they're not even really people. Right. We have no idea who they are as people anymore. Maybe George Clooney we do because he goes out and he, you know, tries to do other things. Um, But even then I'm like, oh, this is George Clooney's um, charitable side. Right. But still, it's it's not like George Clooney. We don't know anything about them. Yeah. It's just the icon. Right. It's like like the same thing that happened to Michael Jordan in like the 90s, where you're not really dealing with a person. You're not thinking about a person. You're thinking about the icon um, like Brad Pitt. You say Brad Pitt in one breath. You don't say Brad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or Mr. Pitt, because that's just who he is. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think maybe in like five years, I see a thing where Brad Pitt kind of has to pay. Like there may be a time that he has to have like an uncomfortable interview at some point. I think that's maybe where we're heading. Yeah. Um, And we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I understand why people, you know, when you, when, especially if you're like a newcomer um, to Hollywood and you see somebody like Brad Pitt in the audience, you go, Holy shit. Like that's, 
Like that's the person that I saw on screen and I'm seeing him in real life. That, As a kid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. get it. Um, and that's probably what I would do. <laughs> I mean, like, that's a thing, right? Like, I think a lot of people like Quinta Bronson, who is amazing. Do you watch Abbott Elementary? I don't. I feel like you I would should. love it. It's a great time. It's actually a show that I enjoy watching with my kids, too, because it's like totally not inappropriate. And also yeah. it's based in Philly, which, you know big deal in our family um but it's uh it's really good and so she's like around our age and yeah. i can i do think it's amazing for somebody like her to be like holy shit like my earliest memories of a movie star is somebody like brad pitt yeah um or like if julia roberts was up there right it's like the yeah. same feeling like exactly. i don't really care about julia roberts but I think if I saw her, I'd be like, holy fuck, that's Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. I think that those are things that like you have to kind of like or like Steven Spielberg. Like those are things those are people that I understand why somebody is in awe of them. Yeah. I also think that there's a lot of young people who don't understand that because yeah. they they didn't consume information or celebrities the same way we did in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, exactly. And so I think for them, people are a lot more accessible and expendable yep. if you grew up in the 2000s, right? Because you know point, so yeah. much more about them and then you could throw them away because you don't like something about them, right? And then yeah, you exactly. move on to another person or an influencer or celebrity of some other kind. For us in the 80s and 90s, like we had a catalog of people that we're going to make it in magazines. And those were the only people we were conditioned to care about. And yeah. like there's certain celebrities that just like fit into that. Yep, exactly. And I don't think there's, I mean, who would be a, a like a young person now or like a young celebrity that that would kind of inspire that kind of, um, that kind of following? I don't think there is. So like, who's the biggest young celebrity right now? Like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. But it's still, I mean... Uh, I can see, I see with Taylor Swift, I, I can see like the machine behind the persona. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can see, I, I don't just look at her and go, oh my God, Taylor Swift. I enjoy But there's young music. people I think that do. That are just stands. Yeah. Know, I guess. And she's got like Nicki Minaj. You were Nicki say? Minaj has a lot of fans, right? Well, the, the barbs people. are insane. <laughs> oh, Beyonce, obviously. Beyonce, oh, Beyonce is obviously, icon, of course. Yeah. How stupid of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's the person. She could be. She does. She's not, a person. She, she is a person. <laughs> yeah, she is the person. <laughs> she is the person for the people born in like the two thousands. I think it's like yeah. Beyonce uh, or Taylor Swift or like, and I think it's maybe more so like musicians and not mm -hmm. so, not like uh, you know, not movie stars. Maybe for like movie stars, I would say like maybe like the Marvel people, like Chris Evans. I guess, I guess but yeah, but for those, I mean. It's not really, I don't even think it's the actors, it's more the characters, right? Yeah. So they care more about Captain America than they do about Chris Evans. I mean, or I like care about Chris, Chris Evans. I know a you lot. do, but you're, you're just a horny old lady. Um, <laughs> That's one man from Boston. Ooh. <laughs> My God. Um, But yeah, I don't think there's any other. Maybe Margot Robbie. But I don't think, uh, Margot Robbie, it's weird because she's obviously very talented. And she does, like, she does everything right. I can't complain yeah. of anything that Margot Robbie does. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence? I don't know. No, people, the young, the youth don't really care for Jennifer Lawrence. I did not know that. She's too much of, like, a, a normie. You know who people really like is, uh, what's her name? Uh, Don Johnson's daughter. What's her name? Uh, Dakota Johnson. Dakota. Is that her name? Dakota, yeah. for real? Yeah. 
I thought that was a fanning. Is there a Dakota fanning? There's a Dakota fanning, but her name Very is Dakota. Confusing. Imagine two young people, like imagine naming your daughter Dakota and then being like, she's going to make it. And then another fucking Dakota shows up. That's rude. Um, Dakota Johnson, I think part of her appeal is that she is normal, right? Yes. In some ways. Yeah. But and she told also, off Ellen. Yeah. So that was a big deal. She's also, you know, what do you call it? Nepo baby? Yeah, Nepo baby. baby. Yeah. yeah, she's a Nepo baby. So I think there is a limit. I think there's a ceiling to how much people. Oh, your girl, Zendaya. Zendaya, exactly. Yeah. Oh, just Zendaya. Say that. Hey. Oh, hey. Zendaya. There you go. Zendaya is a person who is untouchable. Yes. Exactly. She like won all these awards over the last week. She didn't even show up to one fucking thing. She's like, whatever. Love her. So she's she's a famous person, I think, of the youth that I feel like is she she's you know, she is who yeah. she is, and I think people are gonna love her no matter what. I think Beyonce and Zendaya is what we're gonna go with. I don't know if there's Beyonce, any actors. Yeah, yeah. No male actors that I feel like nobody because you know what? There's too much problematic shit out there with these guys. What about Chalamet? You you're a big Chalamet person. I am. I am. I'm into Timothy Chalamet in the way that I am into lesbians. So yes. Um. Okay. I I have a um, my. I saw a TikTok that said that somebody was like, "Oh, I I, I'm a straight woman, but I end up finding myself on lesbian TikTok a lot," and they said that. There's other women I know who are also straight that find themselves on lesbian TikTok a lot. And then they said that they figured out that their uh, sexual preference is resentfully heterosexual. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds right. So, yeah. Um, I'm not really into Timothy Chalamet. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of celebrities who I feel like we've grown up with, Pamela Anderson is going to have a documentary on Netflix. And I wanted to know about your feelings about Pam Anderson. <clears throat> what does that mean? Did what are like my feelings? Her? So obviously, I grew up as a child of the mid nineties. Um, yeah, Pamela, a horny Anderson, little child of the mid nineties. <laughs> horny little child that you know. In nineteen ninety four, we got the dish in Saudi yeah. Arabia, uh-huh. and the highlight of it was Baywatch for me. Yeah, right, because yeah. I was uh, uh, like eleven. Uh-huh. Going to twelve, uh-huh. things were sprouting. Things were <laughs> things were showing up that weren't there before. Um, so that's kind of you know when and when we moved here, probably for the first three or four years, she was the ultimate sex symbol, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really. I mean, I don't know what else to say. She was, she was just really, really attractive, mm-hmm. right? And then um, the stuff with the sex tape happened, right? Yeah. And my memory of it during the time is that it, in my eyes, it cheapened her. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just a person that is out there that this, especially, you know, with our background um, and how we view sex and all of that stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, this is just, you know, this is, she's just a porn star, whatever. She's just a porn star. Rude. Right. Um, and this is wild, like all of the stuff was happening about like all the, it was in a conversation that this was a stolen video yeah. or whatever like that. Right. But I, in my head at the time, and I, and I don't think I'm, I'm alone in this. I, I think during that time we were kind of like, Oh, she's just a shameless person. She's yeah. just a porn star. And you yeah. know what? That video is out there. People should watch it. People, whoever wants to watch it, they should mm-hmm. watch it, whatever. Right. And then that started. So you go from that. When was that? Like 97, 98. Yeah. 
right? Like and the late nineties. Yeah. Late nineties. And then you come into like 2003 and 2004 and that's when it was like, all of it was just celebrity sex tapes, right? Yeah, like exactly. Hilton, we had like Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Yeah. And then um, at a certain point, it obviously became something that was done intentionally, right? Like people were putting out their sex yeah. tapes, right? Yeah. So I think in the back of my head, I had somehow just tied those two things together that Pamela Anderson put out her sex tape, yeah. right? That she wanted it, she wanted like the notoriety or whatever. And I just dismissed her as a person, like mm. based off wow. of that, right? But in the last 10 years, obviously, you know, as you mature and you think about this stuff, it is so unbelievably fucked up yep. what happened, right? It's so wrong. It's like such a crime that that happened and that everyone is just fucking okay with it. Like if I want, I can go online right now and I can watch the entire thing, right? Yeah. And it is, you know, it's like as, as like, as the world, we've basically just allowed ourselves to like look into somebody's like most private, most vulnerable experiences and just be okay with it. And it's mm -hmm. so wrong. Mm -hmm. So I've thought a lot about that. I saw the trailer for that show. Um, and I would imagine that that's what it's about, right? The I didn't watch yeah. the, 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 the documentary. I didn't watch the Pam and Tommy uh, show on Hulu because mm -hmm. when it was coming out, if it was done with her consent, I'd understand, but yes. it wasn't. It's just it's yep. another one of those things, right? It's like, oh no. And I'm sure on the, sh you know, on that show, they address that, like how fucked up it is that her, um, that her privacy was invaded in this way. Right. But it's like, okay, even if you're commenting on it, you're still like, you're still profiting off of somebody else's misery. And I'm yep. not okay with that. So yeah. I, I'm going to watch this thing because I think um, for a lot of us, we need to kind of reframe the way that we look at sex symbols. Right? Yes. Um, there is like uh, a dismissiveness. I mean, and, you know, there's, there's like different types of sex symbols now. Like I think most men have like this roster of porn stars in their heads. That yep. is like, you know, those women are, it's weird. Like we know, like there's so much stuff that's out there about them. They're so recognizable or whatever, but we don't value them. They're just there for our entertainment. And it's a fucked up thing. Like I, I know like there's been like this thing about like, well, you know, you shouldn't like kink shame and, watching porn is okay. You know, the porn industry, somebody's doing it on their own. It's a good thing, right? If they're choosing to do that, it's not. And I understand that thinking, but I don't think it is. It's not perfect yet. Right. Because yeah. There's still, yeah. There's because still it's a still lot men, of terrible shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's still men devaluing women in mm -hmm. some way. Right. Like I think, I think that there isn't that perfect. We haven't found the balance of a woman should be allowed to use her body to make her make money if she wants to. A woman yeah. or a man can be yeah. can use their body to make money if they want to. That is their right. We always support sex workers. Of course. But uh, I think that the balance of that versus a man who – a man or young men or young boys or even young women, right, who think that they are entitled to that, that person as a commodity. Yeah. Finding the balance of those two things is really hard. And I think that we're like, we're not there yet. I don't think society has evolved yet to like figure out how do you, how do you explain it? Like my kid is almost nine. And yeah. so we are quickly approaching the point of like, I know that he is going to get access to certain things at some point and he's going to mm -hmm. Google certain things and there is going to be stuff that he sees. And we're going to have to have conversations with him about like, 
you're going to get curious and you're going to look at stuff and I understand, but you also have to recognize that like you as a person in the world should not be treating women or men or whoever he wants to be with in the same way that you see on screens, right? Exactly. And like, it is really hard because we grew up with it. Like you're never going to look at it and we all looked at it, yeah. but like we went out of our way to look at it anyway. There was no conversation except for like shame yeah. all across the board. You're, it's a shame that you're looking at it. It's a shame that they're doing it. Everything is shameful. You're going to hell. So like, obviously I don't want to raise my kids that way, but yeah. like, my kids are going to go to their friends' houses. They're going to have cell phones. They're going to look stuff up. It's going to happen. I think figuring out that balance of like people should have the autonomy to do what they want with their own bodies yeah, and how you consume that is still really hard. And I think exactly. if you're conservative, you just say, well, you should just should not be looking at it, period. And, um, and that's and that's not, you know, to me, that's not a crazy thing. Like I think it, until unless you figure yeah. it out. Um, yeah. I think, I think that is like, that is a good approach to take because like, you know, it, I, yes, sorry, I think it's an easy approach to think, to take as a parent for a lot mm -hmm. of people, because they feel like, well, I'm just going to not allow it in my house. And that's it. We, there's no conversations. There's nothing. But as a person who grew up that way, to me, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I think that there is, you end up growing up with a lot of confusion with your own body. You yeah. grow up confusion with like how to be with other people like there's a lot of disservice that shutting down conversations does but yeah. i understand why conservative people or conservative families choose that route because it's it's a difficult uh, an uncomfortable conversation nobody wants to have and nobody knows how to have so i understand but, like going back to like the how we treat people sex symbols and everything like that mm -hmm. it, there is still that like People look down on like people who have OnlyFans, right? Like there was this yeah. stupid woman. Okay, so I follow this girl who I really like her, right? She's this young Muslim woman in New Jersey. She runs, she has like a beauty business. She started okay. off as like a makeup artist. She just started off as like a YouTuber. Then she started making Instagram videos. Then she started doing makeup for like brides in Central Jersey. Yeah. And now she has like an entire business and I'm, I'm really proud of her she's like a young muslim lebanese mom like she belongs to a family that is really well known in new jersey i really like her everything mm -hmm. but she is sharing a lot of like andrew tate adjacent stuff recently yeah. which like there she posted this video of this woman who was uh like a, a some podcast and some woman who's like a funny or something she's like the west wants to look at us as oppressed but look at them you know who's more oppressed the woman who's raising a family who has a husband who has kids or the woman who is showing her naked body on only fans i'm like what but those are two different completely different things exactly and yeah. if you if you are choosing to raise a family and have a husband sure that is empowering but there are many women in the east that do not choose to do that. Exactly. It's something that they're forced to do. Just yeah. like in the West, there are many women who are not forced to be on OnlyFans. They do it because they want to, and they make a lot of fucking good money off of it. Yeah. Good for them. It's how they empower themselves. Like, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of that kind of conversation still in a lot of like conservative and Muslim communities and South Asian communities too, where like we view people and especially women who are sexual at all mm -hmm. as like it's just a two it's you know it's hijab is oppressive and porn is oppressive yeah. it's like neither of those things are oppressive if you're choosing to do it yourself exactly and i mean you know it's a function of listen like 50 years ago 
this wouldn't be a conversation, right? Or yeah. not even 50 years ago. I Like 30 years we ago. We wouldn't have podcasts. We, well, <laughs> what is a microphone? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we know exactly <laughs> how technology works. Do you think everyone was just shouting? Do you think was just shouting? <laughs> Pretty sure he had a microphone. <laughs> it was one of those. What, remember during like the Occupy Wall Street, they had that thing where like somebody would say something and then they would like shout it backwards, like the shout off or whatever. <laughs> Occupy Wall Street. It's all the time. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I don't. I don't know why how we got off. <laughs> but yeah. But you know, this is a this is a brand new conversation, right? Like yeah. this uh, being sex positive, um, understanding that just because a person is doing. Um, it's using their body in a manner that they choose to, and they're perfectly comfortable with it. It doesn't devalue them as a person. This is all very new. Um, and, and when I say very new, we're basically talking about all of humanity, like 5,000 years versus the last, I don't know, 10 years where like, you know, somebody calling themselves a slut um, proudly is even a thing, right? And, you know, when somebody calls themselves a slut proudly. Mm-hmm. I think that that's still like, you know, I, I still think that that is still like based in um, like misogyny of some yeah. sort, right? Because I think we're still playing by the world, by the rules uh, of a world that was created by men. So mm-hmm. it's not one-to-one. I understand the feeling behind it, but I don't know if I, it's not, it's not completely figured out. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think these things are just going to take some time until we yeah. figure it out. Would you consider so. yourself a slut? <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, if it actually means going out there, unfortunately, no. Would I like okay. to be a slut? Uh, I guess, sure. I'd, I'd love to be What are you a slut a... for? Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very Would... specifically a slut for Brock Purdy's wiggle. <laughs> Would you say that you're sex positive? Um, I think I am very sex positive. Um, okay. With the with the understanding that the way that porn is uh, available and consumed right, right now is mm-hmm. fucked up. It is inherently yeah. fucked up because when we were growing up, getting access to like a porn magazine and when I say porn magazine, like Playboy, it yeah. felt like you were you know you're trying to find like the the I don't know what's the the what's national the, treasure. The National Treasure, yeah. Or what was Jesus' <laughs> cup called? The Holy Grail. It was like getting access to a Playboy was the Holy Grail. I remember yeah. our cousin and I got access to two pages of a Playboy from his neighbor. <laughs> it was an Anna Nicole Smith one. And then he looked. I looked at it. And then he looked at it. And then he was looking at it in the restroom. And then somebody was knocking on the door. <laughs> so then... He flushed it down the toilet, right? <laughs> and he told me that he fl- And then I went to pee after him. And it got, like, the toilet was jammed. Oh, it was no. clogged as a result. So I'm like, oh, the toilet is, cl- is clogged, right? So then his dad came, and he was unclogging the toilet. And uh, our cousin came up to me, and he just whispered, I flushed the paper down the toilet. If it comes out, we're fucked. But it never came out. Oh, Anyways. God. God was on your side that day. God was on my side, yeah. <laughs> um, so that is that is how difficult it was for us to get access to that stuff, right? So you get it, and then you're just like, okay, so this is like a like you know, this is a one time, whatever, once in a while. The yeah. fact that it is as easily accessible as it's like it's, I have it available on myself. Like I can see anything 
that I want in the yeah. world on my cell phone. Right? All right, bragging. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I have the best porn. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, the fact that that's available. And then, you know, the second thing that I realized is that, you know, the way that these porn sites are like, they aggregate all of these videos or whatever. Yeah. And you just kind of scroll through them. Right. Yeah. And you're just dismissively yeah. scrolling through them. Yeah. And you look at, you know, you see an image of somebody who in real life, if you ran into this person, you would be like, oh, my God, you are a gorgeous, gorgeous person. Yeah. Right? I want to be. yeah. And you just fucking dismiss them because yeah. they're not, you know, they're not exactly what you're looking for yeah. at the uh-huh. moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be like in your brain. That's got to fuck you up. Yeah, I feel yeah, like that yeah. is you're dismissing people just based off of the way that they look. Right. So that's not good. So I think there's a lot of stuff that we need to figure out. Um, you know, I'd say um, I think it's a healthy thing to be mm-hmm. to be aware of your body and all those things. But you just have to be careful because it is obviously it's very easy to like become addicted to that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. I would describe myself as sex neutral. I would say that the only thing that I'm slutty for, honestly, at this point in my life, is like a, a weighted blanket, a good neck pillow. A neck I'll say I, coffee, a nice. The pillow. last, the oh yeah, I mean you know I don't want yeah. to get into that. Um, but uh, over the last three days, I have slept uh, eight hours every night. Wow. And it's the best thing that's happened to me in like the last five years. I'm so happy of just just getting to sleep. So I'm pointing it's, for sleep. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Like you get into your late 30s yeah. and truly, truly, I understand so many things about like how nice it feels to like have a clean house and feeling hydrated and yeah. sleep. Just like basic things. I wish that I cared about those things in my teens and my 20s, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care about it in my working. early 30s. It's just, yeah, I just want the basic. I just want the basic needs met, like drinking enough water and getting enough sleep and like no neck pains, please. No please, I pains. beg of you. No, Just being pains. regular, being regular without any laxatives. Yeah. Always welcome it. Always. You know, feeling full after most meals. There you go. Access yeah. to food. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this, you're probably not. But if you yeah. are. Just think about those things. Those are really the things that like, you know, people talk about like soft life. That's like a thing on like social media is like, I want to live a soft life. Like, I just want to have like a tr- I'm like, that is soft life. I've re- achieved a soft life now at this point in my life. Like, I just, yeah. I want to wear comfortable clothes. I don't fuck with heels anymore. I, yeah, I, I just, I wear good supportive underwear. Like just, <laughs> just things that make me feel put together. And yeah. comfortable. Exactly. And that's that's what yeah. I'm slutty for. for. Exactly. I'm slutty for comfort. <laughs> Sluts for comfort. All right. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Uh, I'll be back later this week to talk about uh, Real Housewives of Potomac and Family Karma with Arthi. And then I'll have some other guests on to talk about stupid ass Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and amazing Real Housewives of Miami. And um, I don't know, Real and I will be back later in the week to talk about something else that we haven't decided yet. Oh, yeah. What can we watch? Are you going to be done with The Sopranos by then? Oh, yes, I will. You got 22 episodes in season six, I think. Oh, we do? I think so. There's a 6A and 6B. 6A and 6B. Well, maybe 13. 
Oh, no, I think I'll be done. I've been plowing through it, just crying through the entire show. Maybe we'll talk about The Sopranos, or maybe we'll talk about the Banshee of Inchirin or whatever that is. I haven't watched it. Well, I haven't either. I mean, we gotta watch it. We can't just oh, maybe we'll watch it. it. We'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right, bye-bye.